here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Welcome to episode two of the Rick and Morty, This Show Sucks. I am Joe Spiegel. I'm Mike Sutherland. All right. This episode is called uh, The Lawnmower Dog, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Lawnmower Dog. And uh, you said uh, last week that this is not one of your favorite episodes. Not really, no. One of your least liked. Okay. Uh, I remember it fondly for, I mean, I like the storyline of the dog stuff is actually cleverly written, but I like the Freddy Krueger shit, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious because they overdo. Terry. Scary Terry. Yeah. So the only way you know to overdo Freddy is just to fucking overdo him like, like they do in this shit, bitch. So it's fucking yeah. awesome. All right. So uh, read on. What do we got to do on this one? Lot More Dog is the second episode of the first season of Rick and Morty. It is the second episode of the series overall, and it premiered December 9th, 2013. Written by Ryan Ridley and directed by John Rice. Rick creates a device to make the family dog Snuffles smarter, but it goes poorly. Rick and Morty invade the dreams of Morty's math teacher. (laughs) Jerry complains that the family dog Snuffles is stupid, so Rick gives Jerry a device that enhances the dog's intelligence, and he and Morty go... Into the dreams of Morty's math teacher to persuade him to give Morty an A in class, so Morty can be dis- can be assigned less homework. Really, really simple. Really, really funny. So here we go. I love the beginning because it's so Doctor Whoish yeah. the song, and it fits with everything. They don't use a Back to the Future song. You know, all the cuts, all the little. Like the montage of the Gotta scenes have at the beginning are awesome. Montage, montage. I still want to see the Cthulhu thing with the Cthulhu baby. I have a feeling that that's <laughs> going to be saved for the end. And we join Jerry and <laughs> Beth. Why are you looking at me? Why are you looking at me? Outside. Like the dog can understand him. Hey, that dog doesn't have a butthole. All, all. Cinematic animals don't have buttholes. That's wrong. Are you kidding me? <laughs> dog just pissed on the carpet. That dog's an asshole. I like the fact that... <laughs> you know that's going to pay back. <laughs> We've seen this episode 300 times. I know. I, well, you know that's going to pay back when he rubs the dog's face in I've the I've seen pee. this episode twice, too, but I watch a lot of TV, so I don't remember every detail. And you do understand what rhetorical no. speaking is, right? See? There's his butthole. What the fuck? Is- <laughs> like two asterisks and a Y. <laughs> Ruffles. Ruffles was his name. Roll over. Go to the bathroom. Yeah, you have to tell me your game now. Really gonna flip your lid over this one. It's a device, Morty. There we go, Inception. <laughs> maybe it's gonna maybe. <laughs> Mr. Golden Fold. Mr. You can always tell when he's trying to burp. 
Yeah. Because he's, you know, you get, uh, uh, help me, Morty. <laughs> You're frustrating me. You don't know me. Real nice. I, is he eating? It's like wa- Cheez-Its. Or, or wheat thins or. It could be wheat thins. I, I think they're fucking uh, white cheddar Cheez-Its. I don't think they're white cheddar cheese. He can't afford white cheddar cheese. Did you see his house? Look, there's a pizza box and a beanbag chair. He can afford pizza. And then maybe pizza rolls. They're cheap. <laughs> you know what? They probably are Tortina's pizza rolls. <laughs> see? They're oh, wheat you motherfucker. <laughs> you scared you don't know the me. They have fucking bottles of soda. There's nobody that, uh, there's no airplane that carries a fucking liter sodas. <laughs> That's Morty Smith. The golden fold. Nice to meet you. Fucking throwing him like throwing wheat thins like Chinese throwing stars. <laughs> Ninja star. <laughs> Morty's still wearing the burka hat. Get killed in someone else's dream, you die for real. What? Are you kidding me? Whoa! I can't do Marty right now. <laughs> God, I hate Jerry. I know. God, I hate you, Jerry. <laughs> he's just a giant turd. He's, he is. He's just He's a fucking asshole. No. Bob Saget. I should call Bob Saget. Chris Parnell plays Jerry perfectly too. What was the funniest thing you ever heard Bob Saget say? Nothing. <laughs> the funniest thing I heard him say was. I suck dick for cocaine. Have you ever sucked dick for marijuana? I don't think so. The funniest thing that I ever heard him say was the most inappropriate thing I ever heard him say. It's when his daughter was first born. Mrs. Pancakes. Well, don't leave me in suspense. As as his first daughter had ever was born, he had been up for 36 or 48 hours or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he was tired as shit. No, me. I like all the fucking giant champagne bottles. That's it, Morty. As he's sitting there holding his daughter, everybody's like, "Hey, you know, you have a cute baby, and you know, it's, it's whatever." And, and and at some point, he looked at one of his friends and said, "For twenty bucks, you can finger." Oh my god. <laughs> and he didn't even know he said it. It was fucking. It was, Damn. Yeah, it was bizarre. I, I don't know if that's comedic genius or. It is absolutely fucking comedic genius. Or just the most, one of the most disturbing things I've ever heard a guy say about his kid. Okay. <laughs> that's just something I feel like I need to move on from.
You know, look up Bob Saget stuff. Have you even seen an episode of Fuller House on Netflix? Uh, no. Me neither. I'm not interested. Yeah. I got burnt out on Full House way before it even ended, what, 20 years ago, so. I mean, my. Well, I was a dude, when, when Full House was out, you were out fucking, you know, partying and all that other shit. I, I was a little kid, so. So a lot of times I was home on Friday nights to watch TGIF. Right. Oh my God! Sexual hang-ups in the Okay, bitch. Dream version of a centaur. What do you want from me, Morty? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. The, you can finger her for a dollar. God damn. Dude, I, I just, I don't even think I want to know this about the guy, dude. <laughs> he, he fully talks about it. He doesn't, he doesn't hide from it. He's just. I, damn, I just, I, I look, you remember when I did the, uh, uh, the, the Spiegel family deep throat challenge, deep throat challenge on uh, Facebook with all the popsicles. That's probably the farthest I'll ever go. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to that kind of humor when it's family related. <laughs> Otherwise, no. I, my, line, my line is drawn. Oh my god. He recognizes the other dogs that. Yeah. In comedy circles, there's the famous Bob Saget story about the night his first daughter was born after a very difficult birth, during which Sherry and her baby almost died. A friend showed up to find Saget looking utterly destroyed, unshaven, unrecognizable, but holding his newborn. God, Bob, she's beautiful. For a dollar, you can finger her. He doesn't even remember. He really doesn't remember much about that night. The story continually comes back to me, he said, groaning, oh boy, I was a wreck, and I was just operating on whatever sick mode I'm always in anyway. I don't remember, but I don't think a dollar is enough money for something that crosses the line that much. I would, I would have said five. The option for me was to go, oh, my God, we just went through the worst thing. It was horrific. It was terrible. <coughs> I said all that stuff, and then I capped it with that. There's no way that this is going to play properly, and I pretty much would, I would say my life is doomed, and they'll be taking me away. <laughs> I can understand the context of it. Uh, no one can understand the context of that. We've never been in that situation, so... Uh, no, I mean, of of saying something extreme after going through something like that, I I, I get it, I, I get it, I, I, they for me, but I get it. It's like, uh, like there's this one comedian who was talking about when he went to the movies with his friend, and they're watching the girl with the dragon tattoo American version, and there's this horrific rape scene that happens, and after the scene happens, he says everyone in the theater's quiet and they feel like shit because of how graphic the scene is and all of a sudden his friend sitting next to him and goes leans over and says to him excuse me is this we bought a zoo and he just started busting up laughing in the theater and people started giving him dirty looks <laughs> and it was funny because it was just completely 
change of, of, of context or whatever for, the, for what they were in. It was fucking hilarious. So I get it. Ain't my style, but I get it. Absolutely. Buck him up, bitch. <laughs> he sure says bitch a lot. <laughs> you can you you can't run, but you can hide, bitch. You notice it looks like they gave Kruger. Um, I mean, sorry, sorry, scary Terry. They gave him. It looked like testicles hanging from. They his gave chin. everybody testicles on the chin. <laughs> like uh, like Peter Griffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking Peter hey, Griffin thing. Yeah, hey, that's uh, that's called. That's called a dimple. Yeah, that's not a that's not ball sacks. That's yeah. a that's that's what that's you call a, a Michael Jackson chin. Yeah. I mean, it looks like we could hit this whole time. I can't do Peter anymore. Can't do Peter. I can't do Peter anymore. Why can't you do it? Always comes Peter? out like fucking like a like a stupid fucking Boston. Like a sideshow guy. Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit longer. Dogs have taken over the world, and they're using Jerry's house as an assembly line. We didn't do any harm. This is misunderstanding. Dad, you want to be called Snowball. Snowball. You're being very aggressive, Jerry. Perhaps tomorrow, Dr. Scraps will solve that problem with a bit of surgery. You think you can control me with a... The douche. You think you could? I like it how his house is all perfect. And all the other houses are all shit. Hi, honey. Really? How was your day? I don't want to talk about, about it. it. Well, of course, you never want to talk about it. <laughs> Get off my back, bitch. Not in here. Not in here. I know, I know. Scary Brandon. Does your baby only have one claw? Uh, one can knife? I, I can't tell. And then we'll incept him, Morty. Oh. <laughs> Horrible things. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. <laughs> I've never had that dream. No. I. I've never had a dream where I'm not wearing any pants and I'm late for class. Bitch. <laughs> I. Well, I. You know. I don't recall if I have, but if I have, it's never been a traumatizing dream. Yeah, it's it's not one of those dreams where, like, you just take control of it and you're like, okay, so I'm wearing, yeah, I, I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing underwear. Who gives a shit? Stop laughing. You're wearing underwear too. I think the most traumatizing dreams that I have <laughs> that I can recall are all the dreams that I have where I get back with the ex-wife, oh, and I feel dude. like I feel this overwhelming sense of shame the entire time I'm asleep and then I wake up and I'm I'm, I'm relieved but yet I still feel ashamed that I dreamt it and then uh, the other thing was when I had this dream where um, me and my kids are walking through the wilderness like on a camping trip or something and all of a sudden a, a grizzly is chasing us and the dream ends right when the grizzly bear is encompassing my, my youngest son Kendrick and I remember I wake up I woke up this fucking dream woke me up Right when I yell his name, Kendrick, and then I fucking woke up. I mean, it was so fucking terrible. I, I remember I jumped up, and I ran to make sure that he was still alive, because that's how fucking surreal that dream was. And I, I don't have dreams like that very often, but that dream, I remember it. <laughs> Scary, Terry. God damn. 
I'm giving Morty an A in math. And that's my deal. <laughs> that's my original thought. <laughs> Fist bump, Morty. Fist bump. You, you got it, Rick. This show is so a- is able to successfully combine different stories into one episode. It's very very easily done that way. Do the whole lawnmower dog thing and a Freddy Krueger Inception storyline. Yeah, Dan Harmon is pretty much a writing genius when it comes to this stuff. He yeah. comes up with, and it's not. I mean, I can't really give Dan Harmon one hundred percent of the credit because. You know, he doesn't give himself 100% of the credit. It's, it's He's a humble writer. person. I, I, yeah, I respect people that are humble. But he is the guy that fucking, he's the glue that holds this shit together and yeah. gets everything done. Did you notice what happened when uh, when Morty's sister hugged her? No. Or hugged him? She shoved his face in between her cleavage, and his eyeballs got really big and scared. <laughs> I gotta see that. <laughs> Cherry Beth and Summer. It's only like 35 seconds back. Morty. Yeah, well, I couldn't go 35 seconds back, so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. He looked traumatized from that event. Oh, because of the dream, too. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Mm. Right, Jerry. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> Damn it! Every episode should have Jerry having his face rubbed in his own urine. That's why I will leave you with your testicles from now on. You will be my best friend and live by my side. Thanks, Snuffles. He sits on him. <laughs> Just petting him. Fighting continues as the dog army captures the eastern city. It appears the president at the end of the series is not the same president at the beginning of the series. Oh, well. Muzzler. I love lasagna. I think, you know what? <laughs> they're going to they're going into different fucking realities and 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 alternate universes and all the shit. Who gives a fuck if there's different presidents? I yeah, makes more sense that way anyway. It's like six months have gone by. <laughs> it's a dream, dog's dream, Morty. Did he? Did he really? Fucking Morty's nipples are just two six hours. Two pink circles. So always has to be a redhead. Yeah. Rick is fucking lying to him completely. And peace fell in my mouth. Here, take these, Morty. Are these pills supposed to wake me up or slow? It's going to make your kidney shine. What? Necessary for the plan, Morty. Time trip dog. I love, I love the fucking... <laughs> He's dressed as a dog. I totally didn't see that the first time I've seen this. 
medical expenses are putting you in serious financial jeopardy. You could lose your kingdom. To hell with my kingdom, being I would trade it all for my human's health and happiness. Do you think they would have done this for us? We are not. Yeah, we're not them. Like War of the, <laughs> it's like Rise of the Planet of the Apes or something. Yeah. And this whole, this whole plot became it was a takeoff of Royland's um, original idea called Dog World, uh-huh. where it was anthropomorphic dogs with human as pets. Uh-huh. But since that didn't work out, and he, and he did Rick and Morty. It's like a dark side skit. Yeah, he decided. He he decided to. Um, do this episode as kind of an homage to his own dog world. And now there's a dog world in that universe. Oh, Jerry. See? Board driven. It's like a Deadpool poking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was Lawnmower Dog. All right, so the major characters in this are Morty, Rick, Jerry, Snuffles, Scary Terry, Mr. Goldenfell with Beth Summer, a centaur, Melissa, Scary Brandon, Mrs. Pancakes, Creepy Little Girl, Scary Mr. Johnson, and Bill the Dog. Uh, let's see. One, two, Scary three. Scary Terry hasn't shown up again, has he? No. There's, uh, he needs to come back, bitch. Scary class. Scary Mr. Johnson. Scary Mr. Johnson. I believe that's Phil Hendry doing the the uh, the voice of Scary ter- uh, Scary Mr. Johnson. Okay. How to chill. How to chill. This is how you bitch. Did you get that? It's a good show. Okay. Cultural references. The title of this episode is a reference to the movie The Lawnmower Man, in which a scientist gives a mentally handicapped gardener super intelligence, which is fucking stupid. Yeah, it's more like uh, you should have called it VR for Algernon. Yeah, VR for Algernon. I have, I have never in my life, and I will never in my life watch that movie. I forgot about that. I read that's another book I've read. I read Flowers for Algernon. Yeah, and uh, read that in school. The the Lawnmower Man is <laughs> you're not missing anything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I know who's in it. I don't care about the fucking movie. The only way I could suggest that you see it is because you like <laughs> not shitty movies. Going to wa- ever watch it? It. it <laughs> I refuse. I, I refuse to watch a movie that. Is based off of a Stephen King I know, no- novella or short story, and it has nothing to fucking do. I the know, short story was little... fucking horrific. Oh, it would look. I saw. I haven't seen the movie since it was new. Uh, you know, what was it? Ninety two, ninety one, ninety two, and I. It was. It was. It was but, shit, Joe. Fine. I'm not. I'm not going to dispute that. It was shit. It's just. I don't know. It wasn't anything fucking great it, when I saw it as a kid, and I'm pretty sure it'd be way even worse now. Oh, yeah. So. The side plot about Rick and Morty traveling into Mr. Goldenfold's dreams and later the dreams of people. Within those dreams ha- is a reference to the movie Inception, 
I can't do Mr. Goldenfold unless I'm watching it. <laughs> Mrs. Pancake. Mrs. Pancake's erotic dream about Mrs. an erotic Pancake. party. Full of people wearing masks is a reference to the movie Eyes Wide Shut. There we go. One scene in the movie featured dogs playing poker as a reference to the famous painting. The mechanical helmet that have snuffles that gave Snuffles the ability to speak as a reference to the voice callers from the Pixar movie Up, the dog universe. And Rick's dialogue at the end is a reference explanation for the universe and Justin Roiland's pilot, Dog World. They don't, did they, was there any mention of Nightmare on Elm Street at all? No. Right. Ru- Rick also mistook Ruffles or Snuffles' name for Ruffles, which was going to be the main character of Dog World. Snuffles' rise to power may be a reference to Caesar in Rise of the Planets of the Apes. They were both given heightened intelligence to take over the world. Both snee- Sneezer, <laughs> Caesar, and Snuffles still harbor soft feelings for a human. View the full transcript below. Um, yes, and there is obviously references to um, A Nightmare on Elm Street plus a bunch of other stuff. Yes. So, that's that. Give me just one second. I'm going to go and do this one. The next episode we'll be watching is Anatomy Park, which is actually <laughs> one of my favorite episodes. All right. And from there. Wave. Or is it just a delay on the sound wave? I don't know what the fuck is going on. That's a fucking weird. I don't even know where it stopped. Hold on a second. Exterior hospital night. Neil. Has packed several boxes of personal files into the trunk of his BMW. Morty, I should say. We'll have to <laughs> fix that. <coughs> Morty has packed several boxes into the trunk of his BMW. He places the final box in. It's stuffed with drawings from the kids and some photographs. A picture of a group picnic featuring Neil, Morty, and Jennifer, and Philip. As we do a close-up on Morty, who stares sadly at the picture for an extended beat. Morty slams the trunk. The unused wing of the hospital is revealed in the background. It is old, untended, crumbling. A shrouded white figure is standing in one of the upper floor windows. Morty sees the figure and reacts startled. The figure in the window is Rick Sanchez from the funeral. He has been staring out the window at him. He turns away and disappears from view. Neil pauses for a moment then approaches the building. And Morty also does the same thing. Morty comes to a set of double doors and rattles them. They're sealed with a rusty chain and padlock. He moves to a broken window and peers through the boards nailed across it. Morty can see into the long hallway of the main ground floor. He gets a brief glimpse of Rick at the far end as he comes down the stairs, turns on the landing, and heads downstairs into the basement. Sister! Sister! Oh, fuck. (laughs) Should be Rick. Take two. Rick! 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 <laughs> she, she hasn't heard him. He pries the boards away, and Morty enters through the window. Interior, old wing, basement level, night. A forgotten, dusty corridor with peeled paint like parchment on the water-stained walls. Morty comes down the stairs, peering into the gloom. The only features in the dead-end hallway is a faintly... I'm sorry. Is a partially open, rusty iron door with a small barred window. A faint buzzing rises from within. I- excuse me, Rick? No answer. Just another swell of faint buzzing. Neil approaches the door and pushes it open all the way. It squeals loudly on its hinges. Interior room. Neil enters a huge, shadowy, dungeon-like room. Flaking cement pillars stand, draped with cobwebs. Rusted remains of bed frames and scraps of wood litter the floor. The buzzing grows louder, then falls away again. Hello? 
A wooden match ignites near him, going off like a gunshot in the stillness. The nun is revealed. The Rick is revealed. The Rick. (laughs) Get your head out of your ass. Rick is revealed. Morty gasps, startled. Oh! This is where it began. She turns and lights a candle. Rick turns. (laughs) (laughs) Rick turns and lights a candle in a tiny alcove before a statue of the Virgin Mary. Dim lights sputter up. This wing's been closed for years. What what is this place? (laughs) Purgatory. Fashioned by hands of men. Twisted, lost souls. The worst of the criminally insane were locked away in here like animals. The whole facility was was shut down in the 40s, wasn't it? Like some kind of weird scandal? She nods. Rick nods. A young girl on the staff was accidentally locked in here for over the holidays. The inmates managed to keep her hidden for days. She was raped hundreds of times, Morty. When they found her, she was barely alive and with child. My, my God. God damn. That girl was Amanda Kruger, her child. Freddy. The bastard son of a hundred maniacs. You mean scary, Terry? Some say he was murdered, though no, nobody was ever found, Morty. Neil is momentarily... Mo- Morty. God damn it. Morty is momentarily distracted by another swell of buzzing. A fly brushes past his face in the darkness. You said something before about, about laying him to rest? You, you must find the remains and bury them in hollow ground, Morty. The nun turns and climbs. Rick the st- turns. Damn it. Rick turns and climbs the stairs. The fuck do you mean hollow ground? He moves to follow him, but his foot comes in contact with something near the bottom of the steps. The buzzing swells up loudly. He jumps back. Neil's point of view. Morty's point of view. Fuck. <laughs> Morty's point of view. You don't need to say that. <laughs> the grisly carcass of a cat stares up at Neil. Ah! Hundreds of flies swarming in its desiccated flesh. Rick pausing at the top of the stairs. If, if, you're, if your only faith is in science, Doctor, it may be you that's laid to rest. As, she, as he exits, the door begins to creak slowly shut behind him, plunging the room into darkness. Morty. <laughs> Morty scrambles up the steps and grabs the door just before it closes shut. Interior corridor. No, I just say that out loud. You do? No. Yes. Yeah. Interior corridor. Morty heaves a sigh of relief as he exits the pit. He looks around. Rick has disappeared. The Rick and Morty players, everybody. <laughs> son, son of a honey. She was a whore, Morty. She was a dirty whore. And she got what she deserved, Morty. I, I, I don't know who this Amanda Kruger so is, but... She, she bent over Morty and she, she said, give it to me a hundred times. She, she sounds like she's, she's... Dirty slut. She was... Worse than your sister. Don't talk about my sister that way, Rick. Oh, then don't have dreams about her like that then, Morty. How dare you talk about your granddaughter like that? I know everything you talk about, Morty. I know all your thoughts and dirty nightmares. Yeah. I even saw that one dream where your sister had red hair. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't my dream. It was yours. Pretty sure of it. Morty, I could erase it any you, moment. You and your inception... I think we're done here, Morty. I think I think so too. I don't want to blow your mind anymore. Yeah. Blow my mind, Rick. <laughs> blow my mind. I don't think you can handle that, Morty. No, no, you can't. Just move on. Okay. You gotta move on with your life, Morty. <laughs>
jolly good show indeed. Hakuna Matata, bitches. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out at a couple of averagejoes.com and please make sure that you leave a comment and share the podcast. That would be awesome. Have a good night. This is the end. It's the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to nibble the dust! Or go fuck yourself.